This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday the 27th of May. Justin, a massive dispute has broken out between NAB and the Financial Services Union for underpaying full-time staff. So the two organisations, yep, they're heading to court in what could be Australia's biggest staff underpayment in Aussie history. I'm talking potentially hundreds of millions here, J-Man. That is very big. But I'll tell you what else is big. Germany has passed new legislation that will allow driverless cars on public roads. Oh, really? Yep. This means that by 2022, driverless cars will operate without a human behind the wheel. Oh, my. Now, B-Man, not sure if this is incredible or just plain scary. (laughs) Spooky stuff, Justin. Luckily, we have three really safe stories today. Let's do it. For our first, Chemist Warehouse is getting ready to launch Australia's biggest ever e-prescription service. Seems like a pretty handy service for everyone in Australia. So Mm. tell me more. All right. Well, Chemist Warehouse fills approximately 50 million prescriptions around Australia every year. And these days, us humans, we still need to actually go into a chemist Mm. with a piece of flimsy paper (laughs) to get a script filled. Which was particularly tough slash annoying last year during lockdowns. But now, Chemist Warehouse reckon the number of prescriptions will actually jump by at least 30%. And that's because they're going to make electronic prescriptions more accessible for us everyday folk. And how are they going to do that? Well, basically, rather than a piece of paper from your doc, the doctor will send a token or kind of like a code to Chemist Warehouse to have it fulfilled and then deliver it. So what's the key learning here? E-prescriptions have been common in countries like the US and Sweden for more than 10 years. So it's pretty amazing that this archaic system of paper has persisted (laughs) for so long here in Australia. But COVID was the catalyst to do almost everything in a contactless way. That'd be government services, business Mm. services, and even individual services. So now, no need to go to a doctor, my man. And no need to actually walk into a chemist's warehouse. And considering no one likes to be spotted (laughs) at the chemist... Uh, Brett, what are you here for? (laughs) Perhaps. This could be the beginning of the new normal for getting a prescription. For our second story, Virgin Galactic has completed its first human spaceflight ever, meaning we are one step closer to space tourism, Flux fam. Mm, mm, pretty exciting for Earthlings everywhere. What is the story? All right, well, Virgin, which was founded by Richard Branson, wants to make traveling to space a tourism option. Maybe Bali, maybe Greece, maybe a lap around the sun? <laughs> 28%, Justin, 28%. That is the number. Their share price rocketed. And this launch was the first of four remaining spaceflight tests before Virgin starts flying tourists to space. Let's hope the food on board is slightly more appetizing than the Jetstar Nush. <laughs> so what's the key learning here? The race to space is officially on. But these days, the race isn't between Russia and the US. The race is between several companies fighting it out to be the number one player, the first to the space tourism industry. You've got Richard Branson and the Virgin crew. There's Elon Musk and his SpaceX company. Which sent NASA astronauts into orbit late last year. Justin, there's also Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin, which just sold its first passenger ticket for 2.8 million US dollars. <laughs> and it seems you need to have a billion dollar backer in order to play this game. Mm-hmm. So Brett, time will tell who wins this race, mm-hmm. but hopefully we don't have to wait too long to get to Mars. Mm-hmm. For our third and final story, the New York Times is looking into the potential acquisition of a fast-growing media company, The Athletic. Would be a very interesting move, especially for sports fans. What is happening here? Well, sports fan, everyone knows of The New York Times. <laughs> Born in 1851, has nearly 8 million total paid subscribers. And one of the pioneers of the podcast space with their podcast, The Daily. Now, in comparison, The Athletic has about 1.2 million subscribers and earned around $80 million in revenue last year. But they're not profitable just yet. Oh, and The Athletic raised $50 million US dollars last year, Justin. Its timing was perfect just before the pandemic. Meaning its valuation was around $500 million US dollars. So sports fan, what's the key learning here? Bundling is when companies package together 
together several of their products or services as a single combined unit. And often this combo comes with a lower price than if customers were charged to buy each item individually. Like Telstra giving the old Foxtel phone and broadband bundle. <laughs> and for the New York Times, they sell subscriptions around their core news product like games, like cooking, like audio. So B-Man, the Times could possibly include the athletic sports subscription business as part of a larger subscription bundle in the future. Which would likely help boost their overall subscription strategy. Fluxfam, lots of you are playing our weekly savings game, Win the Week, and we've got some exciting news for you. If you want to increase your chance of winning this week, I'm talking doubling, tripling, then you can refer a friend. The more friends you refer, the more chances you have to win. Download the Flux app to check it out, or the link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.